Hello, welcome to the Sally in the Zen podcast. I'm your host, Sally. I'm a Zen Buddhist caregiver, and I thank you so much for joining me in my pursuit to find Zen moments in everyday living. Today's episode is about senior citizens and driving, and my personal thoughts on that subject since I'm a caregiver to my elderly father and my mother. As a caregiver for my elderly father and my mother, and my father being a stroke survivor since 2016, uh, I've come across things that as a normal, how should I say, not normal, when you're young or middle age, you don't think about things that may impact you when you're older. You don't think about things normally that senior citizens would have to contend with. And I find that nowadays, I come across uncharted territory in terms of uh, my parents being elderly. They're over their 70s. I, actually, mom's going to kill me with this one, but she's not 70 yet. She's 69. She will be 70 in October. She's still young, 69. Sorry about that. But my, Papa is 77. But there are just a lot of things that come front and center that you don't think of as a young person or a middle-aged person. You don't come across these things and just go, oh, you have an idea of what to do with them. So case in point today, today's episode is actually about talking about one of the pillars of a person's independence, and that's driving. So we can get into our car and drive anywhere we want to go. We can go grocery shopping, we can go to the doctors, to library, um, to work, normal course of business of everyday living. But as a senior citizen, as you get older, um, it becomes a, a question over time of safety. I see news um, stories periodically, like there was one or two from California some time ago, where senior citizens plowed into like a farmer's market, or accidentally um, stepped on the gas instead of the brake and crashed into um, stores. And my personal stance is that if a senior citizen shouldn't be driving, that person shouldn't be driving. I would not go as far as to say that we snatch the keys out of their hands because that's a delicate subject, no matter what, because at the end of the day, that being able to be independent, being able to drive anywhere you damn want to go is your freedom to choose. It's a sign of your independence as a person. And if it becomes a gray area, that's where things need to be reassessed. But my personal stance is if, if a person can't drive, they shouldn't, ha they have no business driving. And I will apply that to even myself when that time comes that if I don't feel safe myself going behind a wheel, I will gladly give up my car and save money on my, on my car insurance. Awesome. Now, with all that being said, 
let's put a little, a little perspective into this. And when Pop had his stroke in 2016, when we went into the emergency room, and then he went into ICU. When we finally got out of there, he was moved into the rehab hospital, and he stayed there for four months. But one of their requirements in order for you to actually get out as an inpatient. And he was an inpatient for four months. One of the requirements was for driving, and he had to do a, a driver's test. And he passed with flying colors. And even the driver, the instructor, was pretty impressed. Now, here, he does only local driving, meaning. He picks up his meds. Sometimes he goes over to Giant or、um, Trader Joe, Wagman, every now and then. But it's all local, local driving, short distance driving,、uh, a few minutes away from our house, really. But the heavy lifting, in terms of long distance driving, I do that, and he knows that. So today's episode is kind of funny. Where this one day he up and went to Maryland. We live in Pennsylvania, so Maryland is two hours away, one way. And he and mom happen to walk out the door, and he goes, "Okay, let's go to Maryland." And she's like, "What? Why are we going to Maryland?" And he was like, "Well, because we planned it, and we're going to visit our friend." And she was like, "No, we didn't plan anything. We were going to go walking in the park. What are you talking about?" And he goes, "Well, we're going to see her now." And very clearly, he said to her, "Do not tell Sally, or else she'll worry." Okay, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. Which mom, Zen mom, did not follow through. To call me, okay. She just thought, okay, well, let's just go then. Okay, she kept her mouth shut, even though she knew something was not right. Okay, so they're on their way. I get a phone call at work in the middle of a meeting from Pop, and Pop doesn't usually call me at work because I'm working. He calls me only when it's really necessary. So in the middle of the meeting, I see a phone call from Pop. Of course, I pick up the phone, and my first question is, "Are you okay?" Of course, I'm okay. I'm like, "Okay, then why are you calling? Are you sure you're okay?" Of course, I'm okay. I'm like, "Then what's wrong?" Nothing's wrong. I'm like, "Then why are you calling?" Well, I I got into a little accident. I'm like. Where are you? And he's like, I'm home. Of course, I'm home. I'm like, okay. Well, I'm leaving the the office right now. And he he was like, no, don't leave your meeting. I'm like, I'm leaving work right now. I'm coming home. I'm like, you sure you're okay? Of course, I'm okay. So, I'm flying down the road, and I make it to.、Um, I get home in about half hour, which you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I sped.、Um, I look at the car, and his passenger side、uh, front light, the headlights, and the、uh, the fender—they're torn apart. It's broken. So, pretty hefty damage. And I'm looking at him, going, "What 
What happened? So, they both come clean and tell me that they went on a road trip without telling me. And mom even specifically said, "Oh, and he said that not to tell you." So basically, she threw him under under the bus and ran him over a couple times. And I'm usually a, a a patient person. I have a high threshold for bullshit, and I lost it with these two people. And I never lose it with these two people, but I did. And the most funniest thing, now that you know, I'm actually calmed down enough to actually say, "Yeah, it's funny." Looking back, 2020 now, hindsight, 2020. He he was acting like a child. When you hear, I swear, when you hear stories of older people acting,、uh, reverting back to being children, you better believe it. Oh my gosh, you have got to believe it. So. So it turns out that when they got to Maryland,、um, they went to this coffee place that they normally go go to coffee to take a break and get get some snacks. And they were driving out of the parking lot, and there was a caged garbage container, those big trash things that has a gate, concrete gate around it. And he happened to oops. Drive into it because it just popped out on、uh, at him as he was trying to get out of the parking lot. So naturally, to say a fight between a concrete trash thing versus a car, the car loses. So when he hit that, he didn't think to stop and tell me, call me. He didn't think to. Let the store owner know that he crashed into the guy's、um, to the store's garbage thing, but there was no damage according to him, right? But instead, he and mom just drove home, and no, they did not see that friend, that family friend that they had originally set out to go and see. Okay, so driving back two more hours, so altogether a round trip of four hours. Okay. I'm like, first of all, thank God you didn't hit a human being or a child. Thank God, but first of all, you, thank goodness, nothing happened to mom. You could have something could have happened to her, but he was like, nothing happened to her. Everything's okay. Nothing happened to her. I'm like, that's not the point. And you didn't even call me. I forgot to call you. He went blank. As soon as that happened, he didn't even think to call me. He just automatically said, "Let's go home." So we got into a huge fight, and I went to bed for the first time in my life. I went to bed angry. I wouldn't speak to either of them. So it wasn't until the morning time when we had a chance. To wake up, and this was over the weekend. It was Saturday, Saturday morning, where I woke up, and we had another family、um, discussion where they had time to really think about how stupid they were. That we were remorseful, they were remorseful, but also I let it go. To the extent that they're my parents, thank God they're okay. It's just a car. 
Thank God, not nobody was hurt, and that they're all okay. So I was able to let that go, and we had to go ahead and fix the car. What's interesting about that is that altogether, all said and done, it was three thousand dollars in in um, damages. So most of it was covered by insurance. But the stupidest thing, the most silliest thing, is I went. I lend them my car. They they're using my car, but I had. To get the rental, it was in my name. It was my insurance, and I had to get the rental. And it turns out when I'm standing there after having dropped off my car at the body shop, uh, Enterprise came over to pick me up and took me back to their office to go ahead and sign a rental and、uh, give an ID and my credit card for the rental, right? For the two weeks that I needed the car, right? The I'm standing by the counter of the enterprise, and I have no wallet. My wallet is gone. I'm freaking out. And the the manager of enterprise was like, "Okay, normally we would need $150 to secure the car, plus a copy of your driver's license to confirm who you are." But I'm like, "I have nothing. Can I just get back to the body shop to check out the car because maybe it dropped in the car?" So he actually. He was a pretty decent guy, and he said, "Okay, so how much is in your debit card?" Because that was the only thing I had on me besides my phone. And I'm like, "Twelve、uh, bucks." And he goes, "Okay, I'll secure it for five bucks if you swear if you find your credit card and your wallet to come back tonight and secure it the way it should be." I'm like, "Sure, if I could find it, I'm happy to do that. If I find my wallet, so I'm flying down. Oh, wait, before I fly down." I tell him, okay, I have a Rav Four SUV, a four wheel drive, and I tell him. He goes, "What kind of car do you want? This is our standard package that your insurance covers." And I'm like, "I I don't want to hear the sale, sales pitch. I'm just like, just give me something comparable to my Rav Four SUV. That's all I want." And he's just pointing at a Cadillac. SUV and it had I don't even remember the name of it. It wasn't an Escalade. It was numbers、um, ZT something or I I think, but he was just pointing at that. He goes, "There you go." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Really?" He goes, "That's what your insurance is going to pay for, anyways." I'm like, "What about the little ones, like the little Corollas?" He's like, "For the same package, same price, it's better to get an upgrade, not an upgrade. Just get a better car. Yeah, take this, the Cadillac." Or you got minivans? I'm like, I'm not doing a minivan. So I'm flying out of that parking lot with a rented Cadillac for the first time ever, and I'm like, oh my god, this thing is so automated. This thing is so computerized. I don't know how to drive this freaking car <laughs> because everything is all electronic. I don't even know how to turn on,、uh, turn off the the radio, whatever. But I'm driving back to the body shop. It's not in the car. I'm like freaking out. Okay, I zoom back to my my house, and lo and behold, it's on my dresser. I'm like, oh my god, thank god, thank god, thank god, thank god, thank god. And here's the most funniest thing. The another funny thing of of this whole strange story. 
as I was racing back to my house from the body shop. So from the rental car to the body shop, nothing's there. And I'm racing home in this rented Cadillac. I don't know how to turn off the radio. And the radio is singing reggae. And I think it was um, some kind of reggae song from, I forget his name. Oh my gosh, it's not Jimmy Buffett, but it was another guy. Uh, is it Bob Marley? Is it Bob Marley or Ziggy Marley? It's Bob Marley. And he's singing, everything is gonna be all right. That reggae song, everything is gonna be all right. What? And it was all right. That's so funny. That's really cool that the universe is telling me it's it's okay. It's the nuances. I'm finding myself more and more opening to these signs and nuances that things will be all right. That the universe is actually trying to help you. That was the coolest thing ever. So, make a long story, really, really longer. Um, uh, $3,000 in damages. Got my car back. His car is back. He's back to knowing very well that he's going to be doing only local driving. And I'm going to continue doing the long distance driving. But we actually had another heart to heart about that, that maybe by the end of this year, maybe by next year that he's going to give up the car. That that's his decision to make. And I am supportive of it. I'm not pushing because minus those special situations where somebody actually forcefully take those keys away from you. Like I said earlier in the podcast, that's a sign of independence for you to up and go anywhere you want to go. And if you were to put down your keys, that's a voluntary choice that a person needs to make. And in the meantime, I'm always going to be keeping an eye on him, talking to him about it until he makes that decision. That's the end of our podcast for today. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know. Follow me on Instagram, DM me with your comments, or go over to sallyinthezen.com, my blog, and click on the contact page and just let me know what you thought about it. If you have any suggestions or comments for future episodes, absolutely feel free to let me know. Uh, Check me out on Pinterest. And if you have a second, if you feel like it, no pressure at all, swing by Apple iTunes and give me a rating, whether it's a one or a five, up to you, but a rating would be awesome. It would tell me what your thoughts are and how I can actually get better with the podcast in future episodes. I only get better when you guys give me feedback if you feel like it. Again, no pressure. I appreciate you. Thanks. Thanks.